Hi, I'm Josh Givens. And I'm Stan. And welcome to this episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure discussing church vitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. And if you're in any form of pastoral ministry, and I'm guessing you've probably had some days where you thought to yourself, had no idea that it would be this way. Or maybe something like, I really wish somebody had taught me this and... Mm. Bible college or yeah. Bible college made it sound like it was all going to be seminary great. or all going to be great. Whatever weird place you yep. people go to. Maybe you even had some days where you woke up thinking I didn't sign up for this. Right. Did not even sign up for this. Pretty much every day you wake up as a pastor. Right. <clears throat> and in these, well, and, and, you know, you, we're, we're, we're mocking that. Right. We are, we are we're being a little, a little sarcastic, <laughs> but in reality, it does feel that way. Sometimes. In reality, I think seminaries and, particularly Bible colleges, at least uh, in the past, and some of the guys I've talked to that are just coming out, um, they're, they're joining, they're, they're becoming pastors believing, I get this, they think, I want to be a good preacher teacher yep. and have people grow. Right. That's all wonderful. But you have to disciple, shepherd, nurture and care for people. You can't just stand in the pulpit every Sunday and oh it happens. Oh gosh, really? Yeah. And and I don't think we're impressing upon our young ministers that you have to walk through life with people. That's exactly and that right. That creates some huge challenges and, and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of hardship and discouragement. Yes. If you're not careful. Yes. It can be very easy to gripe and complain and vent. And sometimes just want to throw in the towel and yeah, quit. So we're going to give you a whole bunch of no-nos. But these are some of the worst reactions you can possibly have as a minister. Yeah, what not to do. Yes. So that's what we're going to discuss today is what you shouldn't do. And all the more so, especially when your church is in decline or in a crisis. Mm. Hello, and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth. got a list here. The first one being whining and grumbling. Yep. Just like we talked about in a previous podcast. Yep. And I would say it's pretty obvious why we shouldn't whine and grumble, but sadly it happens all the time. So tell us how we can guard against that. Yeah, well, the Bible says, James 5, do not grumble, verse 9, do not grumble against one another. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. First Peter 4, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, all that's very, very important. Philippians chapter 2 uh, says we don't need to let our emotions drive us. Do nothing with our, do nothing without, do it without grumbling. Do the ministry without grumbling. So right. 
the scriptures are real clear about it. I've worked under a ministry years and years and years ago, really my first few years of ministry, that was a very grumbling, whiny person. He was always negative about what was going on at the church, about different leaders of the church, about different things that were happening. And it was just miserable. You didn't want to be there. So it sets a terrible tone as a spiritual leader. And, you know, you, you really want to have the positive tones like we've talked about previously. Um, and you don't want to let it sap your energy and the energy of all the other leaders when you whine. But that's exactly what's going to happen when you start whining. It's an emotional response. Um, and as leaders, we have to not let our emotions drive our mouths. We really have to. Um, we have to set a different example for our people and teach them. There's a complete Old Testament study in this that's summarized in 1 Corinthians 10. Uh, when the Israelites grumbled, it actually says in 10.10 of 1 Corinthians, uh, don't grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. That doesn't sound pleasant. <laughs> grumbling, grumbling leads to destruction in, in so many different ways. Uh, and it's highly contagious when you get a, uh, when you start whining and you give permission, give, you're giving people permission to whine. You're going to end up with a church full of whiners. That's right. It's a very bad. I'm thinking if you're a pastor, that's kind of a red flag, red alert, red alert, alert. big no, no, don't, don't let that happen. Yeah. So even if things are tough, don't be a whiner, be it, be a, be the solution guy, be the positive, be the hope, be the, we'll figure this out. Be the, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to figure it out. And God's on our side. And whining ain't helping it. That's so right. Let's get past encourage your people to get past the whining. Exactly. You have to be the source of all that. So the second thing in your list here is do not vent on social media. And I pass the baton over to you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> amen. And a- amen to this one, though. I'm yeah. glad this one's in the list. Right. It's another very sad reality of the digital age that we live in, and it's becoming all too common, I think, with pastors, mm-hmm. and you know this. One thing to note is, and we mentioned this in a previous episode, sometimes you can vent on social media even just by sharing something like an article or a blog post mm-hmm. or a video or something like that mm-hmm. and try to cover it up by looking like you have really good intentions. Yeah, but it's a stab when jab. It's a personal it's stab. Venting. It's at, venting. Yeah, it's, it's your way of venting because mm-hmm. you're taking a personal jab at somebody and it's a very subtle, you're kind of coming in under the radar. Spiritualizing it. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a, you know, you're doing it at somebody that left your church and you're angry at that person or something like that. And there's some kind of negative emotion that you shouldn't have had behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you've spiritualized it and you've thought out to yourself, well, since it's a good Bible-based article, I can share this and it'll really be okay. It's not like I'm, you know, cursing them out or calling them out by right. name or anything right. like that. But that's not your place to do, to lecture that congregant or former congregant on social media as a pastor. Mm -mm. And it's just, it's not healthy. These are the sort of conversations that should be had in private, not through a public social media. And it's not just you and your congregants that take that hit. That's right. We talked about this before. That's right. Your church church. and other churches take the hit because as as a professing believer, capital C, as a professing believer, you stand out as a leader of all churches. And, you know, how many times have we heard somebody say, well, you know, I know a pastor that X, Y, Z, blah, 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 negative, negative, negative. That's why I don't go to church. Yep. Well, you don't know that pastor. You just saw a social media post and now you're done. Yep. You know, so and, that's and some, really and sometimes unhealthy. it's it's well, I know a pastor who's such and such and such and such, and that's why I don't go to that church. 
I drive a few extra miles out of the way now, or I was going to try that church, but I mm-hmm. saw, and now I go to this church. And that's if we're fortunate that they still want to go to church. That's right. The, that's right. After the pastor gives a bad rap. So yep. Ephesians 4, let no unwholesome talk come from your mouth. No unwholesome talk come from your mouth. Or pretty, your, pretty straightforward again. Or your fingers when you're typing. Yes. Um, but <laughs> only right. such that is good for the building up and giving grace. You're... you're Use your social media to give out grace, give out truth, exactly. give out encouragement. Exactly. Right? And if you... Big no-no. Don't if you want vent any, on social media. If you want any help with your social media communication stuff and how to keep all that looking positive, whether you're a pastor or running your church's page or both, please reach out to us for help. Mm-hmm. We we will help with that. Yeah, we like that. Number three is don't doubt. It's very easy to fall into this if you're in ministry in any capacity, really. You know this better than anyone. Can you give me some personal illustrations here from your own ministry or how did you combat and overcome doubt? Well, this is the doubt is one of those tactics that the enemy has. Oh yeah. That he's determined our arch enemy, Satan is determined to get us to doubt the goodness of God. Kind of the, kind of the deal that happens in Genesis chapter three. He wants Eve to think God's holding back something. No, you won't be like that. Right. It's not going to be like that. He actually is trying to not let you see this. And and once once we start doubting the goodness of God or doubting the promises or the hope of God um, that's among us, we, we can get ourselves in a tremendously weakened state. Um, he will shatter a bunch of saints' faith very quickly when he gets us to doubt. And so if the minister is doubting, if you get yourself in a place because you're going through a hard time, because something's happened, and you start doubting, you you are setting up multiple people to get hurt now, spiritually hurt and wounded. So, you know, I just, I know the scriptures are very clear that we aren't to ever doubt. We're not to waver, ask in faith without doubting, James 1, 6, uh, the one who doubts is like the waves tossed to and fro. And the, the passage is saying, don't be that guy. That's right. Right. Um, you know, when Peter walked on water, which he was supernaturally empowered to do, and he began to sink, Jesus reached out to him and said, why did you doubt? You had this, yep. right? We had this. So I tell people, look, if God's given you direction to call, to call to this church, if you know God called you to this church to lead it, young pastor, old pastor, middle-aged pastor, he's called you to the church and things are not going like you want them to. There's hard hardship there. Don't doubt in the dark, the hard time, what God told you in the light. That's right. Just remember what he told you and stick to that. The basics of faith is I trust what the word of God said. Yeah, right? Stick to the trust what he says. Exactly. Exactly. Number four here is don't despair, which again, like doubt, is very easy to do whenever everything seems to be falling apart. Pastoral despair and depression and discouragement are very real issues, and the statistics bear this out. We have a lot of those stats in our research as 614 Ministries because we strive to encourage pastors. Mm-hmm. Pastors aren't invincible. I mean, they struggle like the rest of us. Oh, exactly. Very human. And but and actually, they they take on so much burden for so many people. It really does weaken. Maybe you'd see it as their immune system spiritually, but right. it really weakens them to to some of that doubt, to some of that despair. Um, and doubt is is the thing that leads to despair. If you have unconf, if you start doubting and you don't confess it and get it right and get the promises rattled up in your head or clear in your head, so that you're 
not doubting anymore. Despair follows it on the heels very quickly. And there's, you know, uh, Moses was a good example of that. Yeah, I'm uh, guessing there were some some pretty Jonah, good examples of this. Jonah was a great example <laughs> of despair. Yeah, Jonah uh, kind of rang out in there. <laughs> Elijah is a good example of despair after he had that great time on the mountaintop and then fled. Yep. Uh, all good examples of, you know, people who were working, serving God, and then they began to despair of the plight that that, that was upon them. Um and so, you know, Jesus says in Matthew 11, come to me, all who are heavy laden, I will give you rest. If you're despairing, you may be carrying your own burden uh, that God intends to carry for you. Because Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I, I would like to say the whole point of what we're doing on this particular podcast is bound up in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. Paul says, now think about what all he's writing here. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Every one of those is massive negative, And then, a, hey, God's got this. Yep. Massive negative. God's got this. You know, exactly. and, and they're like, I'm not going to despair. I'm not going to despair what, what whatever's happening because yep. God's got this. And, and we're and, worried because somebody left the church. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody made a negative comment on, you know, Facebook about, you know, my last sermon or, you know, yep. the graphics we used or whatever. And you're like, OK. Yep. Wow. Well, oh, that's boy. rough. Yeah. Look at that persecution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then number five at the end of the list here is don't quit. And there's mm. really nothing worse you could do than throw in the towel and just give up on the work that God's called you to do. So how do you recommend that ministers kind of hang in there through the seasons where it seems like everything's falling apart? Yeah, I, th I think ministers that are going through really tough times. Because sometimes the young, the, I mean, ministers really and in, in any, I mean, it, it's not even just young ministers. It's ministers that have been through any difficult season, no matter how old they are. Sometimes it, it really can feel like, well, what's the point? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that that can be true at any stage of life. If you've tried it so many times and it feels like, well, this something's not working, so I should just give up and move to the next thing, or God's trying to show us something different. So what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, and this is going to go to our next podcast that we're going to do right after this. But right. the point is, you may not know what the point is. Exactly. You definitely don't know what God's doing behind the scenes of anything He's doing. He's the works of God, <laughs> the works of God are often huge, but mysterious. And exactly. they look bad, then they turn out great. Um, the cross of Christ might be the best example yeah. in all of history of that. <laughs> that looked like a really bad day yeah. that turned like, out to be the redemption of all mankind. Like the end of the world, possibly. Yeah, the redemption of all mankind occurred in that really bad day. Exactly. So, so, But sometimes we just quit before the end, right. and we quit before it's time to quit. Um, I don't want to see ministers giving up and quitting. It's one of the things that I built we've built 614 around is to say, please don't get so discouraged, so defeated, so much despair in your life, so much doubt as a minister that you just give up. Yeah, because <clears> the <throat> local church needs you. They need you. Yeah, and the world needs the local church. The church is the hope, hope of, the, of world. the world. It's the plan Jesus has. When he left earth, he said, I'm going to start the local church. Yep. I'm going to build uh, these cell group churches all over the world, and they're going to share the gospel. They're going to disciple men and women, and then I'm going to come back and collect up that which is that which is ready. 
So the church is actually the hope of the world. It's the plan of Jesus between now and and heaven. He's we're the plan. There is no plan B. Yeah, we are the plan. No so we got to keep our act together. And when it gets hard, just hang in there. Um, you know, the idea is we just gotta gotta stick to it. Hang tough. You know, hold on. Look for God to give you help. And and when He's not, wait on Him. He is going to eventually help you. You know, the book of Hebrews says, hold fast to the profession of your faith. Um, claim the promises that God's got this. There's the story in John 21 where Peter literally, because he feels like he's messed up so bad at the death, burial, and crucifixion of Christ. You know, he he denied Christ. He slept when he should have been praying for Jesus. Right. Um and he doubted like crazy what oh, yeah. was going on. Then he got all confused. Yeah, the doubt was in there for him, for sure. Yeah, then he got all confused in the middle of all of it. And by the time you get to John 21, one of the first verses of chapter 21, he says, I'm going back to, to fishing. fishing. Yeah. Little, little translations, I'm going to go back to my fishing, back, back which is what my, I used to do. Going back to my career. Yeah, and my career was something God, Jesus called me away, away from. from yep. um, I was very, you know... Uh, glad to walk with him for these years and fish for men, but now I'm going to go back and fish for fish. Well, Jesus wasn't okay with that. Yeah. So he met him on the seashore yep. after he fished all night and caught nothing. Exactly. Bad career day. Yep. And Jesus said, Peter, do I'm you love me? You, yeah, do you love me more than these? <laughs> exactly. The these in that passage are his fishing boats. That's right. Are you willing to, to leave them again and follow me? Because Jesus actually says the same words he said to Peter at the beginning of their relationship, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Now he says on the seashore, don't love these fishing boats, your career, follow me. Exactly. We're going to work with people now, not with stuff. You're not going to build a career around your fish and your ability to fish and your family fishing business. Right. You're going to work for me and work for work with people. Well, as ministers, that's us. We've forsaken the things of the world to the higher calling of reaching out to help people. And it's very hard, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Peter was persecuted. All the New Testament Christians were very persecuted. They went through very hard times. And at the Absolutely. same time, Peter saw the hand of God multiple times to the point that his shadow in the book of Acts, his shadow could pass over somebody that was sick and heal them. Um, and that's that's a guy that really is no longer fishing for fish, yep. but serving God full-hearted and, and getting it done. So, Absolutely. you know, Jesus... I think sometimes he has to recall us, but we don't need to be Peter who's out there going, well, I'm done. I'm just going to go back. Yep, just going to, you know, now are the emotions there for that? Oh, you sure. were in a zoom meeting with me the other night with one of our friends, actually pastor Paul, who's been on our podcast, you know, and it was, you know, pastor Paul, do you ever feel like quitting? Well, yeah, every Monday. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he's 40 years in it too, just like me. Oh, yeah. You know, every Monday you every go, Monday. yeah, that went really bad. Let's try, let's try something else now. Yeah. So, and, but then God reminds you, you know, that's just your emotions talking. Yeah. It's like your, uh, is McDonald's hiring today? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the call of God on your life as a man of God means you got to stick to this. That's right. And so one of the biggest no-nos in our no-no list of what not to do is just to quit. Yep. Don't lay down the call because it got hard, because somebody hurt your feelings, um, because it didn't go the way you thought it should, because it's not going the way you think it should. Right. A lot of New Testament stories, and we're going to do a podcast uh, 
very soon that has this focus. But a lot of the stuff in the Bible, Old and New Testament stories, they never look like they're going to go good. That's right. Until they go great. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So, exactly. Um, until they have that ending. Yeah. So I really want to encourage you to, our ministers, to hang in there. And, and you're welcome to give us a call. You're welcome to email me. Uh, you're welcome to reach out to us in any way. You know, once you reach out to our main line number, we'll give you a personal cell phone, and we're twenty four seven. You know, right. if you're if you're right. having one of those days where you're just banging your head against the wall and feel like you're you know spinning your wheels, feel like there's nothing good going to ever come of this, I just need to go do something else. You know, call and let's talk through that. Let's you know, let's verify the call of God in your life. Let's remind ourselves of the promises. Let's figure out what the church really is. The gates of hell can't prevail against the church that's healthy. That's right. Um, so it's a no lose situation once you, once you really get around it, but sometimes you need a good friend to talk you through that. So we volunteer. If you need a minister to, to encourage you, we'll take that on. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Good stuff. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all of this content and dialogue helpful and inspiring as always. If you'd like to give us some thoughts and feedback on the show, we'd love to hear from you at 601-909-0614. Or you can email us at 614rebuild at gmail.com. Tell tell us that number one more time. 601-909-0614. Yeah, we'd like you to call that number and just say hey, because our robo calls are starting to stack up. (laughs) Our scam calls. Our scam calls are are stacking up. So some of you just call and say hey and give us a a yay feedback. A real person. That was a really stupid podcast. What what are y'all Just whatever you want to say. Yeah. If you're a real person, I'll be happy. That'd That'd be awesome. That would make the communications director very happy. It would. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, which we know a lot of you are connected to and leaving comments on. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 614 Rebuild.